Welcome to the Course in Miracles podcast. Before the ayahuasca, before the check. Lesson 196. It can be but myself I crucify. I'm just going to dive right into it. When this is firmly understood and kept in full awareness, you will not attempt to harm yourself nor make your body slave to vengeance. You will not attack yourself, and you will realize that to attack another is but to attack yourself. You will be free of the insane belief that to attack a brother saves yourself, and you will understand his safety is your own, and in his healing you are healed. So we're kind of coming back to this this kind of concept of um, the atonement in in that forgiving others for 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 their indiscretions or perceived indiscretions that we are in turn healing parts of ourselves that we harbor subconscious guilt around. <coughs> so understand. His safety is your own, and in his healing, you are healed. Perhaps at first you will not understand how mercy, limitless and with all things, held in its sure protection, can be found in the idea we practice today. It may, in fact, appear to be a sign that punishment can never be escaped because the ego, under what it sees as threat, is quick to cite the truth to save, is quick to cite the truth to save its lies. Yet must it fail to understand the truth it uses thus. But you can learn to see the foolish ap- to see these foolish applications and deny the meaning they appear to have. So I was actually I was actually doing this a few years ago on my other podcast. I was I, I, I can be this is one of the things my ego, me, one of the things I'll own that I'm guilty of from uh, from time to time is citing the work of David Hawkins in in order to attack in order to attack my in order to attack my political opponents it's true i use the i use the 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 truth what i perceive to be the truth um to to prese- to protect the position of my ego i've been i've anybody who knows me knows that i could be guilty of this and um, I'm a heck of a lot better now than I used to be. But that's sort of what the eagle will do. It will, it will gather evidence that may in fact be factual. So the evidence that I was typically using is factual. Uh, it's factual according to Hawkins. But then what happens is it gets used, it gets used in a weaponized way. right? And so that's, that's sort of the – it's very easy to get righteous about the fact that you – know what you perceive to be the the real truth right particularly if you're like a a, a Hawkins student and particularly in these these trying times these these divided times right um so it's kind of kind of like riffing on what i was talking about yesterday with the whole covid thing so you know the the ego is a sly fox so mine is no um different than anyone else's i am prone to Gross imperfections. It was interesting. Marianne Williamson during the uh, during the Trump, like the whole January sixth thing, whenever that was, was that January twenty twenty one? I think um, she was like tweeting that that 
<laughs> that Trump needed to be like hunted down and stuff. She was on a rampage against Trump. She she threw all the principles right out the window. It's kind of funny to watch. Anyway, in other words, we all have an ego. So best thing you can do is have a little compassion for it and keep practicing these principles. Thus, do you also teach your mind that you are not an ego? For the ways in which the ego would distort the truth will not deceive you longer. You will not believe you are a body to be crucified. And you will see within today's idea the light of resurrection, looking past all thoughts of crucifixion and of death to thoughts of liberation and of life. Today's idea is one step we take in leading us from bondage to the state of perfect freedom. Let us take this step today and we may quickly go the way salvation shows us, taking every step in its appointed sequence as the mind relinquishes its burden one its burdens one by one. It is not time we need for this, but it, it is but willingness. For what would seem to need a thousand years can easily be done in just one instant by the grace of God. So, you know, use another recovery example. It could take you a thousand years to recover from the hopeless state of mind to body that is alcoholism. Or you could admit you're powerless and save a thousand years. It really can be that simple. The dreary, hopeless thought that you can make attacks on others and escape yourself has nailed you to the cross. Perhaps it seemed to be salvation, yet it merely stood for the belief the fear of God is real. And what is that but hell? Who could believe his father is his deadly enemy, separate from him and waiting to destroy his life and blot him from the universe without the fear of hell upon his heart? Such is the form of madness you believe. If you accept the fearful thought, you can attack another and be free yourself. Until this form is changed, there is no hope. Until you see that this, at least, must be entirely impossible, how can there be escape? The fear of God is real to anyone who thinks this thought is true, and he will not perceive its foolishness or even see that it is there so that it would be possible to question it. To question it at all, its form must first be changed, at least as much as will permit fear of retaliation to abate and the responsibility returned to some extent to you. From there, you can at least consider if you want to go along this painful path. Until this shift has been accomplished, you cannot perceive that it is but your thoughts that bring you fear, and your deliverance depends on you. <clears throat> Our next steps will be easy if you take this one today. From there, we go ahead quite rapidly, for once you understand it is impossible that you be hurt except by your own thoughts, the fear of God must disappear. Read that one more time. For once you understand it is impossible that you be hurt except by your own thoughts, the fear of God must disappear. You cannot then believe that fear is caused without and God, whom you had thought to banish, can be welcomed back with the holy mind. Within the holy mind, he never left. This is just such beautiful stuff. 
Salvation's song can certainly be heard in the idea we practice for today. If it can but be you, you crucify, you did not hurt the world and need not fear its vengeance and pursuit. Nor need you hide in terror from the deadly fear of God projection. Nor back up. Nor need you hide in terror from the deadly fear of God projection hides behind. I did not intonate that properly. Nor need you hide in terror from the deadly fear of God projection hides behind. So projection is hiding behind that deadly fear. So we're afraid of God because we're projecting is what that means. The thing you dread the most is your salvation. You are strong and it is strength you want. And you are free and glad of freedom. You have sought to be both weak and bound because you feared your strength and freedom, yet salvation lies in them. There is an instant in which terror seems to grip your mind so wholly that escape appears quite hopeless. When you realize once and for all that it is you you fear, the mind perceives itself as split. And this had been concealed while you believed attack could be directed outward outward and returned from outside to within. It seemed to be an enemy outside you had to fear, and thus a god outside yourself became your mortal enemy, the source of fear. Now, for an instant, is a murderer perceived within you, eager for your death, intent on plotting punishment for you until the time when it can kill at last. Some great stuff. Yet in this instant is the time as well in which salvation comes, for fear of God has disappeared, and you can call on him to save you from illusions by his love, calling him Father and yourself his Son. Pray that the instant may be soon, today. Step back from fear and make advance to love. There is no thought of God that does not go with you to help you reach that instant and go beyond it quickly, surely, and forever. When the fear of God is gone, there are no obstacles that still remain between you and the holy peace of God. How kind and merciful is the idea we practice. Give it welcome, as you should, for it is your release. It is indeed but you your mind can try to crucify. Your, your redemption, too, will come from you. So this is... Again, just, this is just more of these very powerful, very effective, very kind of gnarly sort of dark lessons that are also juxtaposed with the light that they offer. Um, I'm, I'm really a big fan of this, this stretch of the course. So really, when we are holding, when we are judging others, we are crucifying ourselves. So... Um, again, the reason we judge, the reason we project is because there are parts of ourselves that we cannot stand. The guilt that results, Ken Wapnick explains this stuff, but it's like the guilt that results from the separation from God or what we turn God into or something. It's pretty deep, um, but, but basically that results in us seeing others outside of us as objects of hate or projection or... Um, just we hate others because we hate ourselves that's basically it so 
We project our subconscious guilt onto others. And again, as I'm always reiterating or always saying, it is by forgiving others that we forgive and release ourselves from these parts of ourselves that we feel guilt and shame about. So every person is either someone to be your savior or someone to drag you closer to hell. I was at a recovery gathering this morning or this evening, and these people were talk- these people were talking shit. They just were. They were talking shit about the person who was speaking behind me, and so I'm just like, uh, that's where my ego comes in. You, how dare you condemn this speaker? What the fuck's wrong with you people? Why don't you be quiet, right? Instead of offering them a lily, instead of forgiving the people behind me who were talking about the person in front of me. If I forget, I used to do this. I used to talk so much trash all the time. So if I am judging them, it's because I have not released my, myself from the burden of my own guilt for behaving that way. For, um, what's the word? For slandering people, essentially, for gossiping. For the sin of, it's the sin of detraction. It's basically gossiping is detraction, I believe, the sin. Um, so, so yeah, it's like really, it's like every person is an opportunity up to and including the murderers of the world, up, up to and including the, the people you really don't like politically, up to and including, uh, the president, up to and including the pres, the president's son and his cocaine. <laughs> I'll stop right there. Course in Miracles podcast. Thank you for listening. Talk to you next time. Have a beautiful day. Bye-bye.